We're good. All right. Welcome to another episode of Stories with Amigos. I am Victor. I'm Rigo. And let's get it going. Today we have a special guest. Got Nate Gaines. All right, all right. <laughs> I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a fat minute, but you're kind of a busy man, dude. Oh, man. You're a busy, popular man. Um, the topic today, dude, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a little bit of a difficult one. I think if you're not political, if you're not, how would you say, if you don't like to talk about issues that are going on in this country... Maybe you should tune off, and this is not the episode for you, and go to other episodes where it's like a little bit not as, you know, in your face, maybe. Um, so I had like a good question coming off the bat. Um, for people that don't live in the U.S., right, from looking outside in, how would you describe the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, where did it start? So where did the Black Lives Matter movement start? Yes, yes, because that's different than like uh, the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. right? That's like our. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like. Would you say that's our modern day civil rights movement? I would. I would. I, I think that the Black Lives Matter movement started. Well, it's been around around for a while. Oh, really? But of course, after um, George Floyd was killed, yeah, is when. I'm not mistaken, is when it kind of took off there. Okay, yeah. Um, but I do think it's been around for a while. I mm-hmm. think in the past it was put into a light that wasn't the greatest. It was more, a lot of people don't like this term radical. So mm-hmm. I would say that it was more, at least what it seemed like was more violence, I guess, just so to speak. Um, yeah. But it, it it did, I think, pop off when, um, when George Floyd was killed, for sure. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Which was what? 2020. So that's kind of when everything was going down. Pandemic. Yeah. And the whole um, Trevor Martin. Mm -hmm. Trevor Martin. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How would you explain to people that are not from this country, like that whole movement? Like, yeah, that's a great question. How would I explain the movement? Um, Like, I'm uh, sorry. Like, what's, uh, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is this going on? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's going on because black folks are tired of being killed. You know, for 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 I mean that to to make it as blunt as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I and I think social media's got a big part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's different from. 60s civil rights movement type deal martin mm-hmm. luther king then uh the modern day movement yeah because yeah. people got cameras mm-hmm. right and they're filming a lot of this and and um they're seeing a lot of what's going on on their tvs which is huge i mean if you think back to um back to when was it 1965 when martin luther king did the whole movement across the edmund pettus bridge from selma to montgomery okay um when they first went across the bridge people were filming you know people getting attacked by dogs yeah and they put it on tv and mm-hmm. that's what kind of sparked the movement that's why people came down to to selma to march with martin luther king and all that mm-hmm. stuff um i think it was similar to here when people started to film what was actually going on people around the world started to actually see oh black people are actually being killed out here in america mm-hmm. um i've never been really outside of the u.s much as canada and mexico but mm-hmm. I do have a, a roommate that you know did, studied abroad at King's College in London, and whenever they start talking about current events in America, I mean they just 
see America as, you know, races, money, hungry, all this and that. And, mm. and um, yeah, but back to your question, how do they mm. see the Black Lives Matter movement? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they see it as a good thing. I think they mm-hmm. see it as something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And especially in the time that we're living in, I also think that uh, racism has, has not gone away. Yeah. And um, it's obvious that it has not gone away as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, a, that's an issue in mm-hmm. the U.S. And when I saw the video of, um, rest in peace, George Floyd, you know, being killed by that cop, mm-hmm. I think it invoked an emotion in everybody. It's like, hey, like, this just got to stop. You know, it's like, it's not just the, the racism, but it's also like the police brutality. You know, that was like a whole other issue. And that's what sparked, you know, all the social media um, uproar and the the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? Um, I kind of feel like as a person of color myself, I'm kind of um, not conflicted, but I don't necessarily know what to do. Because the thing is, like, with me, this is me personally, I just feel like, okay, on on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on these social uh, media platforms, I can put that blackout screen, right? Mm-hmm. But what can I do in, like, real life to make a difference, to help this movement? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Number one is educate yourself about why, you know, people are marching, why people are doing what they're doing to mm-hmm. to make a change mm-hmm. for you, whether that's making a, a podcast, you know, and, mm-hmm. and speaking with a lot of uh, people of color or young black folks within this area. I mean, that's a start because mm-hmm. you're, you know, opening up your ears and listening and also mm-hmm. spreading that that news to um, to people in your audience and stuff like that. So that's always that's always a good way to do it. Read. I think that's also mm-hmm. a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of two big things there. I've never been a really a fan of people posting a lot of things on social media regarding... I just don't really like to post political things, really. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, COVID-related um, things. But, you know, I, if you are going to post, I think you need to back up what you're saying. Yeah. Actions, right? So, yeah. so, and that's, you know, doing more than just posting. Oh, my God, look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is so interesting. I'm going to repost it. Yeah, but what, mm-hmm. why do you think it's interesting? And what are you going to do to... Exactly. To, yeah. To, um, yeah. That's a good point there because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just like jump on the trend, you know? Oh, yeah. If there's like some something going on, they're just like, they don't know the real reason why behind it, right? They mm-hmm. just kind of want to go with the rest. Yeah. I was going to ask you, are you in like in any groups like here in the area with involving like African-Americans? Yeah, I was when I was a student at Western. I uh, graduated back in 2020. Um I was a little bit a part of the the Black Student Union, and then that didn't do much, though. I was just kind of a part of it a little bit. Um, Within our office, we do have a lot of multicultural outreach, Mm -hmm. so I do assist our multicultural outreach coordinator with just some recruitment, um, you know, stuff to to recruit a lot of students of color to Western. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of things I do. I could do more, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But those are just kind of things I've done in the past, though. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was gonna ask you: Is there like, in terms of racism, is there a point where you think like this will end? Like, is there an end to this? Like, at one point, or do you think it's just gonna keep going on? Like, yeah, that's a great question. Um, do I think this is gonna end? I don't see the ending mm-hmm. anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, look how long it's been <laughs> since yeah. since you know people were were freed from slavery i mean that was what 200 years ago um and yeah i do think that it's it's been brought to light which i think is a great start i mean there's been curriculum built into schools i also go back to your question how do we make this a little better what do we need what can we do mm-hmm. we can educate our young adults right we're not mm-hmm. young adults we're young adults too but we can educate our children yeah um putting multicultural curriculum within K through 12. And that's a, that's a huge step mm-hmm. because I think when students starts to start to actually read about what the civil rights movement actually was, you know, why mm-hmm. people marched in, in 2020 for black lives matter. Um, I think that's when the real change will start when they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, th- that, that will still be a while, but do I see the ending time soon? I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't at all. Um, I think there's a lot of people in Washington D.C. who, um, you know, are are showing us every day that they're not really doing much mm-hmm. for a lot of yeah. black and brown folks. So, yeah, I just want to give a little bit of praise to um, the civil rights activists you know, and during the civil rights movement because I think without them, honestly, I don't think we would be, you know, having the friends that we do, having, you know, the community that we do without mm-hmm. them, you know, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, everybody that was involved in that movement. But I think there's, you know, I haven't necessarily seen like somebody as influential yet. You know, that's my personal opinion as uh, mm-hmm. those people in this movement, I think it's taken like a turn where it's like, instead of civil rights activists i think it's like a lot of it's like um uh you know athletes or celebrities that have that kind of influence and have been able to like actually come up and say something but it's also you know like they're they're so busy in their own stuff that's kind of hard to just have it like an actual like person come up and step up mm-hmm. um what about you rigo what do you do you think do you think there's an end to this do you think this is just a fight that we'll keep on fighting. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, I don't think there's really going to be an end to this. Like you were saying, right? It's been decades, de- decades going on, right? So mm-hmm. I don't see something like um, something happening like soon. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something that definitely, you know, getting educated, um, but also just kind of like maybe in certain like years of high school, like educating on your specific rights that you have. Right. Cause mm-hmm. if there's certain things that like, I was listening to this story of this um, lady that she got stopped when she was in the airport, you know, and like the, mm-hmm. the white folk was just trying to question her and say things that she didn't have. Like they were saying that she had a gun and this and that she was African-American, you know, mm-hmm. and not until she showed that she was like a professor at a university and she knew like her rights. Mm-hmm. That's when he was like, okay, like you can go, you know? So like, yeah. I feel like certain things like that in school, mm-hmm. you know, like getting educated on your rights and um, certain things like that would be beneficial. Right. Yeah. But I don't, don't see a, a end to this, you know, 
um i was gonna ask you like do you support like if like in violence and like like violence and peace like mm-hmm. obviously everyone wants peace peace right but if there yeah. isn't that specific thing is violence the appropriate answer yeah it's violence the appropriate answer no i mean it's not the appropriate answer but i also believe in doing whatever is necessary to get the point across as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so um if that's marching in the street mm-hmm. and i want to say rioting but i want to say making your voice heard all the way to the point without actually throwing the punch mm-hmm. then go for it mm-hmm. yeah. so that if that's getting you know right in front of a police officer's face without doing anything right yeah. then let them throw the hands or let yeah. them do everything that needs you know that that they want to do and mm-hmm. and um yeah so violence no but but i also believe in doing whatever needs to be done to get the point across yeah. so if that's walking on a freeway and stopping traffic breaking the law mm-hmm. yes yeah. go for it yeah. um so that's yeah i do believe i believe in you know going as as far as, far as you as possibly can, can mm-hmm. uh to you know to make your voice heard is is what i believe yeah i think that was like one one big thing that the civil rights activists did was like instead of like they did a lot of peaceful protesting right? mm-hmm. they never one acted in violence and i think it was because um one of the biggest things i don't think we realized was that they're playing into people's empathy mm-hmm. you know they're playing into this picture where it's like they're gonna peacefully protest and then they would see what would happen and then you know there'll be photographers and newspapers there taking photos yeah taking videos or whatever and then it'll it would show people protesting but then being mistreated so i think that played a big part in this uh and that movement where it's like um instead of me like shouting or hitting you or like because i don't for for them i don't think it was about getting even it was just about being equal mm-hmm. you know and so what when when instead of fighting back you're like oh we're gonna get even and that could have been easily you know mm-hmm. if they wanted to like another so uh civil war yeah maybe if it escalated more um but i think it, it was like I just like look up to like people like people in that time where like I've never been in their shoes, but I think um, I've there's been one occasion where I've you know been told something I didn't like because of how it was, and f- for people to be told like such horrendous things because of the way they are and not fight back, you gotta have some balls. Mm-hmm. You gotta have like a lot of self control also because mm-hmm. that's not easy. When you're being told, like, hey, you're beep, beep this, beep that, and you did absolutely nothing to this person, it's very difficult to just, like, be, because I know how I am sometimes. I'm hot-headed. Mm-hmm. And just to, like, sit down and be like, hey, like, I love you and be empathetic to them. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, but it shows a lot of character. Yeah. And... Where was I going with that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember um, it's it's difficult, you know. Yeah. But I think these kind of conversations are necessary to have. Oh wait, do you have do you have any questions for us? Like about this kind of stuff. Like, how do we feel about this? Or I mean, I think you're hitting on the money. <laughs> <laughs> I've never won. I've never actually been much of a. Um, 
a hothead for different things like that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I grew up in the South. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of hard to put into words, but I mean, we, I don't want to say racism was the norm, but it was just something that, you know, we got used to. It was the black playbook as my, you know, mom and dad would call it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get in a car with a whole bunch of black folks, you better drive the speed limit. You know, you better not be doing anything that's out of pocket because, you know, a cop will see a car full of black folks driving down the road and will pull you over. Um, it's just kind of s- stuff like that where mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about it. Honestly, I didn't even think about it until I moved to to Bellingham that, oh, man, it's not like this up here, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. So was I there- just kind of grew up. Yeah, just it being there. <laughs> was there ever like a memory that you like up to this point, like you have that like sparked something different in terms of like being discriminated or like facing something like that? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a time I actually remember in seventh grade, we used to have this break time on Fridays at Rands Elementary in Rands, Georgia. Um, no, it was Rands Middle School. Sorry about that. Yeah, Rands Middle School. And maybe I shouldn't be posting a name out there like that, but that's all right. <laughs> but, we can take it up. But I remember there was, no, it's all right. Is there, I remember there was a little white boy that uh-huh. called one of the black kids. We didn't have a playground, but it was like we had break time on Fridays mm-hmm. and he called him the N-word straight up, mm-hmm. hard R. And, you know, we had, the N-word was, we said that mm-hmm. a lot, but it was never in a way that was meant to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. felt at that moment when the white kid told that black kid, the N, we said the N-word with the hard R, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that was crazy. So mm-hmm. someone went and told the teacher, teacher lit him up, you know, she was like, sat him down and basically not lit him up physically but just mm-hmm. say hey do you know the meaning of that word this and that this is what this means this is what is what people called us mm-hmm. way back when and this and that and you should never use that word and yeah i mean she she did it the right way where she made it a teachable moment but as a little seventh grader i was like oh that's not a good word to say or that was a moment where i was like oh man this kid was mm-hmm. actually took mm-hmm. a stab at my people mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Yeah, that would probably be a, a huge moment. And of course, I've heard stories from my grandparents. I mean, my grandma was, they were a big military family and they had moved to, to Georgia back in 1973 after being in the military for like 20 years. And my grandma was in high school and um, she won homecoming homecoming queen. And mm. um, instead of having one homecoming queen that the whole student body voted on, they gave it to her. And uh, there was a white girl that, that the, the, the faculty and staff wanted to get the homecoming queen. So they had two homecoming queens. Oh, there. that's cool. Yeah. So just sto- little stories <laughs> like that I've heard growing up where yeah. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess I do have a question. Sparks a question for you both. You got me going now. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the South and the North. Yeah. Where do you what What do you think's most racist? Do you think it's really racist in the north, or do you think it's really racist in the south? Because mm. I feel like a lot of people in the north are mm. like closet racists. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not. They're what? Like I don't know if that's the right word to use, but yeah. you know, they might be on the behind closed doors All doing things to to make okay. sure you don't get to where you need to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus in the south, it's it's been brought to light. It's mm-hmm. we've had the civil rights movement. A lot of the BLM movements are down in that area too. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? You can go first. That's kind of a hard question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I feel like like the North, yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. in the sense where, like you were saying, like yeah. it was probably brought up to light 
in the south right everyone knows that over there is probably where um like everything started yeah Mm -hmm. but i still i still have encountered like sometimes like not just specifically with like black you know um african-americans but just like different cultures here Mm -hmm. in the um in this region the north where like you literally like walking like last time we went we went to idaho yeah with my um family and like Dude, just yeah. because we walked into a store, like, you could tell they were, like, mm-hmm. specifically, like, targeting us. Like, yeah. they didn't want us there. It was, like, very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really? know? Yeah, in Idaho. What yeah. do you mean? Like, what were they doing? Like, they were just flipping us off. Like really? this. Yeah, there was a point where we were driving on the freeway, and we were merging. And, like, I don't know if it was just because, like, the color of, of our skin or how we looked, like, Mexican. But literally, the, the, this older lady was flipping us off, and she, like purposely like tried to hit mm. my uncle's car you know wow. so i feel like and i've had like our family my family specifically has experienced stuff like that here i've never been like to the south you know mm-hmm. but i feel like in my personal experience i feel like here yeah. in the north yeah um but what do you think i i think Oof, that that closet racist i, I never heard that but i, think it makes I don't sense. know if i if that brought that out of nowhere <laughs> but, but i i think what i mean by that yeah. is is you know i get it, what they you mean seem like they're just oh yeah, we don't yeah. see color in our house yeah, but it's exactly. like really you know yeah, yeah. or yeah. they're just doing things that mm-hmm. just behind closed doors yeah, yeah. you know oh he's he'll be a good hire <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no, we ain't hired him. You know, yeah, yeah. just like that. That's what yeah. I mean by that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know if closet race is a good term. Um, I think maybe <laughs> is that politically correct? Say closet race. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. Who, Who knows? Who cares? Sorry, man. <laughs> freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Come on now. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> You're good, man. We love it, dude. Dude, that that laugh. Oh, it's so contagious, oh, huh? I do. I have a friend Mario that my my brother in law dude yeah. like wherever whenever he laughs like everyone yeah. just like starts dude. laughing. Like, same it. with you, yeah, man. I freaking love it. I feel like I'm on the Breakfast Club. You ever seen that Breakfast Club? Yeah, Charlemagne yeah, to God. Yeah, yeah. Angela Yee. We are the Breakfast Club. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I think maybe like yeah, there might be that classic racism here, like in the north. I've never been in the south, mm-hmm. honestly, but I have like had um. A friend of mine, actually, um, his cop, uh, sorry, his cop, his dad, god damn it, one of his uncles mm-hmm. is a cop. Yeah. I think like SWA or something like that, special mm-hmm. forces, um, down in like Texas, yeah. right? And let me tell you, when he came up here and he saw a black person, it was like, like, what are you saying right now? Mm-hmm. He, he called him, was like, he just like looked at them and he like gave him like a glare and he said like the N word like with the E R mm. and I was like, dude, what are you what are you saying? Like we don't say that kind of stuff up here. Like, mm-hmm. but he seemed like ju- like he tried to justify it and say blah 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 and it's like it no it, you can't justify hate you can't justify racism right yeah and that really like irritated me but I think like I think that's more a southern thing maybe mm-hmm. um, but honestly I can't say because of that one experience but like. I've never really been to the South. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to go, you yeah. know, experience uh, the peaches in Georgia. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing, you know, like, other, like, cultures and other ways that people live. Because, like, Washington is cool, right? Yeah. But I think there's there's also, like, some parts where are not so cool. Um, I just think it's, like, you're going to find hate everywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean white versus 
black yeah. because there is hate against um, Hispanic communities mm-hmm. too. Like uh, one is like uh, uh, the Guatemalan people mm-hmm. don't love Hispanic people, like a uh, Mexican people, yeah, very much. That's one, you know. So it's um, it, it's kind of hard to say, but um, I don't think it's just like you know north versus south. I think it's more predominantly south, yeah. in my personal opinion, but. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be everywhere here in the U.S. Yeah. And that's, a, you know, a very big issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, this is one thing. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Hate That We Give? The Hate That We Give? Mm-mm. I think that's what it's called. The Hate That We Give. So there was this uh, scene where there's um, this father had a conversation. Uh, there's a black family, right? Yeah. Do you like... I'm sorry. Do you like me to say black or do you want to say African-American? Because for me personally, I hate when people call me brown. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer when they call me Mexican. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference? I don't have a preference. I mean, I grew up just saying black, Okay. African-American. Well, whatever you think is comfortable. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't really have a preference. Okay, so <laughs> I, I don't want to be offensive. Oh, oh, no, no. You're, like good, you're good. You're good. Like, good. I'm like the last person. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this conversation. He was an other African-American family, right? And he, um, the dad sat down with uh, their kids. They're like uh, freshmen in high school, mm-hmm. right? And he had this conversation. And I pretty much had to have that same conversation with my uh, younger brother mm-hmm. about how you talk to the police. Yeah. How you pretty much act in public how uh, how you drive how you talk how you be around other people because for me and my family were hispanic right i had to tell uh my my little brothers like hey like if you ever get stopped by the police and you know like mom or dad are driving just just don't do anything crazy don't say anything bad just you know watch your mouth and do this and do that. And I pretty much had to explain him, um, have this like talk about like, n- not every person of color is treated the same way. You know, you African American people have different discrimination than Hispanic people, mm-hmm. right? We are more targeted uh, through like ICE and Border Patrol and that kind of thing, right? Or, yeah. Even cops were, you know, looking at, uh, at us as drug dealers mm-hmm. and so on, right? So I had to have that kind of conversation um, with my younger brother, which is like entering middle school now. And it kind of sucks that I had to have that conversation with him. Do you think that those kinds of conversations with young uh, people of color are necessary? Oh, yeah. 100%. Um yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the reality that we, we live in until we get to that future that we said that we can't see yet. Mm-hmm. I think you definitely have to have that conversation with your young, you know, uh, children of color. I think mm-hmm. it's very, very necessary. But don't you... I just find that sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very sad. I mean, the, it is... Yeah, it's it's, it's very, very sad. Um, but, you know, they got to be aware of it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't be walking out the house acting all kind of way and and mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's the sad truth of it i mm-hmm. mean a lot of black families brown mm-hmm. families um they're having you know these conversations with their their children so yeah and one of the like also things that i told him was that because he has he has a little um he has a, a white friend right mm-hmm. 
and I was telling him like that there's differences in our families. Um, I was telling him because you're different doesn't mean that you're less or better than. Mm-hmm. But because you're different, I, I was telling him we should celebrate the differences, not look down on them. And people say, oh, like I'm colorblind. I don't think, me personally, I don't think we should be colorblind. I think we should enjoy all these colors. Exactly. Right? We should enjoy all these cultures. Mm-hmm. Every different culture brings something else, uh, something different to the table. Yeah. Why can't we all sit at the same table? Mm-hmm. Enjoy some good food. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Enjoy some good music. Enjoy like good jokes, mm-hmm. games. You know, it's like there's there's so much beauty in all these cultures and all these people, and they all bring something to the table. And it's just like, man, it's, it's sometimes it's like when like some just somebody has to ruin it. You mm-hmm. know, just somebody has to ruin it. And I'm not saying that's just like, uh, you know, Caucasian people, white people, right? Yeah. Because like, dude, that, that's not fair. Just because. You're white doesn't mean, automatically mean that you're racist or mm-hmm. you know discriminatory or prejudice or whatever. That's that's not okay. But I mean, let's be real. That's that's one of the the people that have been yeah most like. What you? Say? I, don't, I don't really want to say like white privilege or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like yeah. No, I I said too before. I don't like that. You know, we don't see color mm-hmm. in our house. Mm-hmm. You don't see color like. Can't see I'm black and he's white. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. You gotta. I, I wish they would say it in a different way. I know what they mean. Yeah, but it's just like don't say that because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. obvious. You know what color mm-hmm. they are. Um, yeah. Do you still like fear of your life? Like at this point, like in life, like say if you get like stopped by a police officer or something, mm-hmm. like is there still that like feeling in you that like oh shoot like. I have to like watch what I say or watch what I do or like certain things like that, you know? Like Oh, I mean, yeah, when I'm when I'm meeting with law enforcement or really anything, getting pulled over by the police, a hundred percent. I mean, I got an earring in my ear, I got a fade. It's obvious mm-hmm. that I'm not fully white, I'm half white, half black. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say that I do I am privileged though, because mm-hmm. I'm not fully black, I think in my mind too. I always have to think about that. You know, mm-hmm. I am, you know. Mm-hmm a light-skinned individual you know half black biracial Mm -hmm. um and so i think there's some privilege with that too and i think i you know i have to check myself on that also Mm -hmm. Um, i'm not going to be looked at as much as you know my mom or grandpa is if they're walking around you know so Mm -hmm. i always have to think about that but Mm -hmm. but to answer your question though yeah i mean that's just the way i was taught um Mm -hmm. you know you straighten up when i get pulled over and or talking to law enforcement or Mm -hmm. yeah as kids we used to say I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but, you know, we put our white voice on and, and, and you know, <laughs> hey, how you doing, sir? Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Code switching, right? That what we call it? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast there. No, yeah. <laughs> you say code switching? Code, code switching. Code. It's whenever you... Code? Code switching, yeah. So, it's like how you talk to your family is probably very different how you speak doing a podcast so oh, yeah, how i'm yeah, talking yeah. to you all right now mm-hmm. is a lot different if my uncle donald called me on the phone right uh, now. okay <laughs> my whole dialogue would change i would go to this southern black dialogue uh, that's a whole you wouldn't even know like some of the words that i was talking about yeah, yeah. So we call that code switching versus when i give a presentation or yeah. i get pulled over by the cop you know it's a yeah. very yeah as kids we used to my grandma would answer the phone we would as me and my my cousins and i we would um play a game where we would try to guess if it was like, I don't know if this is good or not, but we would try to guess 
how do I put this? If that person was from a white background uh, or a black background, <laughs> so to speak, because yeah. she would be a lot at ease. You could just tell her whole demeanor would be a lot at ease. She would just be laughing. Girl, um, what you, I know that's right. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Where if it was, you know, Miss Dolly from up the street. Oh, how you doing, Dolly? Very good. But you know, that yeah. it was just different. So <laughs> yeah. code switching, that's what that is. Okay. Uh, but back to what we were saying here. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. I do act a little different if I get pulled over by the police mm-hmm. or come in contact with any kind of type of law enforcement mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i'm at the tsa line or at the airport or whatever i mean i'm gonna act a little you know i'm gonna straighten up a little bit so yeah. mm-hmm. i feel that but i also think that's part of that's yes that's kind of because of who i am my identity but then also at the same time it's because of how i was raised just to be you know a respectful person when coming in contact with those type of people mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah i'm not gonna try to make a mess or argue with them or in any kind of way so yeah. that's just yeah we're gonna make the situation as smooth as possible and that's also how mm. i see it mm. yeah yeah do you think um for me sometimes it gets too much mm. for mm-hmm. me like i this is um you know the hispanic community each time i see something on the news about us is oh we're coming over here legally mm. we're drug mm-hmm. dealers we're human trafficking we're doing this and we're doing that and that's you know there's some truth to that you know there's always bad people in every culture Mm -hmm. but the majority of the people that do come here they come here for a better life yeah i think the news paint a bad picture yeah i mean mean, isn't that the point of america (laughs) way back i mean i know we were founded on some crazy stuff too but you know our founding fathers were not the best people but isn't that what they intended for the america to be you know a, mm-hmm. a place of opportunity for a lot yeah. of different people i mean that's what mm-hmm. we say and yeah that's what we've learned i guess but mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah it kind of makes me mad too if it's just, it's just why <laughs> yeah. yeah it seems yeah. more work to de- deny these people just to you know let them have an opportunity you know mm-hmm. yeah has has crazy. ever gotten too much for you and if so, what do you do? Mm, it's a great question. Gotten too much. Um, I would say, I wouldn't say gotten too much, just because I feel like we we've, we've lived in it a lot. But what I mm-hmm. what I would say is, I would like better. Rec- what's the word I'm looking for? Better representation. Like I would like to see more people of color, at least within this area. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where it's gotten a little too much. Like to mm-hmm. the point where I can't. I don't know. I go to work every day, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, mo- more than likely, I'm probably the only, you know, black male in a room, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Or even in situations where I'd be in class in the past, where we'd have discussions, and maybe we would talk about African American topics, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of see a lot of people looking over because they expect me to say something. Well, what if I don't know a lot of information about this topic? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that is okay to not know a lot of, or mm-hmm. be okay not to talk about it. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah, that's when it gets a little frustrating at times when people just assume that you are, you know, a lot about this topic. And yeah, that'll, that'll, that happens a lot in, in, in school. And then, um, and just, you know, just going to school. I mean, you just I, you just don't have a lot of teachers that are black. You don't have a lot mm-hmm. of just people in general that you're interacting with every, every day in this area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was going to ask you, um, have you ever, like, encountered, like, someone that just doesn't agree with the BLM movement? Like, that's 
like doesn't agree in the area where it's probably wasn't a, it's it wasn't it's wasn't originated by um like the fe- like the founding fathers like Malcolm X you know it was mm-hmm. more like a given thing like right now like I was I was like kind of doing a little bit of research about it and mm-hmm. I heard that there was like this guy a white guy that like basically like formed or like gave a lot of money to like the BLL movement and there was mm-hmm. this guy that was going against it because he's like you know like back then um Malcolm X um Martin Luther King you know they got their money from their own people mm-hmm. you know and like so like have you ever heard of something like that or someone go against that um I think I I've definitely heard of people that mm-hmm. I know that was against Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and I think it's because they saw it as a really kind of aggressive thing mm. i think the i love the name of it black lives matter and mm-hmm. i think the name itself triggers a lot of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just think the word black for a lot of people don't like that word for some reason right that, that, okay. that's interesting um if they had named it african-american movement they'd probably been like oh right yeah right so i think so i think how they named it was great and mm-hmm. i think that off the bat probably triggered a lot of people mm-hmm. um what i also say that statement though I mean, people actually did their research. I think there was a lot of people that gave a lot of money to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those people was Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. He was a famous black actor. I mean, mm-hmm. he was Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, your banana boat song? Day, oh, day, daylight come. That's but Harry Belafonte. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. He gave hundreds, thousands, thousands of dollars to the mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Um, matter yeah. of fact, stick me, I'm wrong. Didn't Frank Sinatra pay a lot of money too? Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. know. But, I don't. but there were a lot of people like with a lot of money that did give a lot of money to the civil rights movement and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So okay. um, so yeah, whoever said that, maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it's great. I mean, I think it's phenomenal that people want to give money to this movement. But I have come in contact with people that just didn't like it. And I think it's, I think it's, what they they think it's more of a, a violent movement a violent, and mm-hmm. and yeah i think it starts with the name i don't think a lot of people like the name yeah. right yeah. Uh, which I, I think is great i black yeah. lives matter i mean that's yeah. that's what it is yeah. yeah i i have encountered people too that like same thing you know mm-hmm. they hear that the name black lives matter and they're like all lives matter mm-hmm. yeah and so i was like okay I've, have you, Victor, encountered anyone, like, like Mexican-Americans that just don't support, like, the whole, like, immigration, like, thing, like, people coming f- to this country for a better opportunity? Have you encountered something like that? Immigration, yeah. 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 I think it's, like, when it becomes political, but, like, when you, like, try to turn it, like, Republican and Democrat, I mm-hmm. think that's when it becomes more into play, but I think, like... I try not to, like, really, like, identify as either. Because, like, I'm not really, like, for a party. Mm-hmm. I want to be for America, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, once you do two parties, you're divided right there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're divided right there. But instead, be- the left side, the right side, they both have great ideas. Mm-hmm. But because you're on the other team, you kind of blinded to those ideas. Yeah. And instead of being united, you're more divided than anything. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, like... It doesn't really benefit us, really. Like, like I mean, what's the, what's the reason? I don't understand it. And it's like, 
you get into this like mentality where like okay you made it to this country but now you're like okay like as soon as you come here you kind of turn on your back onto like the world Mm -hmm. and others that want to come here and i think that's difficult but like the thing that i was trying to say earlier with the whole like um the people that kind of triggered by saying black lives matter i think for me it was um instead of like what 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 I think what can help people like not be triggered when they just hear, you know, black lives matter. I think we, if we say, I don't want to say like change the name, but like when you say it, maybe say like black lives matter also, Mm. because we have, there hasn't been an emphasis Mm -hmm. on black lives. There hasn't, there's been more like, you put them in the, you school like you know, black people under the rug and try yeah. to ignore them. I think that's the issue. But when people hear Black Lives Matter, it's like, oh, what about my life? It's like we're not saying that your life mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We're just saying black people have been discriminated, been pushed, and been ignored for so long that dudes like we need to emphasize them too, dog. It's like the the stuff that's been happening has been predominantly towards them, and it's like. Yes, I'm Hispanic, and yes, you know, I'm a person of color, but dude, mm-hmm. I don't have it as bad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, and that's, that's like, it breaks my heart, dog. And, like, you know, whatever I can do, like, I'll try to do. And it's, like, the thing is, like, when irritating me was, like, when people said all lives matter. It's, like. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Your protest is a protest. What kind of shit is that? Those are the words by Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, um. It, it irritated me, man, because they're not getting the point. You yeah. know, it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to just like be like me, 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 me. And like, you know, a lot of people here in the U.S. are like that. But like, dude, there's like a whole bunch of people here. If you just take a step back and listen and just like, listen, don't don't even say what you want to say. But just listen with like what they're going through. I think the conversation changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care about them people that say all lives matter. It's like, yeah, I, obviously all lives matter because it's evident. Because you be going to work and mm. you're gonna get that job before that other person does, or mm. you know, it's it's history has proven um, that they, you know, like white folks better than black people a lot in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, at, at this very moment. Yeah, that's why it's called Black Lives Matter because mm-hmm. at this very moment, I mean, it's yeah, like I said, whatever wherever it takes to to get the point across, and I think that's what they've done. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you think is like um um like let's say what do you what do you think is a, another step in the in the right um way a step so I don't know how I'm trying to phrase it what is a good step that we should take in the right direction. There we go. For this movement. Do you think it's like um, defunding the police? Is it uh, better legislation? Is it, um, is it more like a, is it more like um, just like socially? Is it, um, what do you think is a good step to take in this movement? You know, we have so much like, um, would you say like um, momentum already? Mm-hmm. And it was another good step that you would like to see. Yeah. 
good stuff that I like to see. I mean, I, I always go back to I think education is is yeah. is key. Um, I think you need to, you know, we need to start it in the classroom. Um, we need to have more books, more textbooks that actually tells the actual story of you know black history and multiculturalism and all that stuff i think that's where it starts right because children are they ain't, ra- they ain't born racist <laughs> you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying you know they're taught to be racist and so i think it needs to start in the at the very very beginning if we really want to change um it needs to start in, in schools they need to have like a multicultural um unit like a mandatory unit in order to graduate from high school like you need to have this certain amount of you know information Proven that you know all this information mm-hmm. from K to twelve, I I think, and then that's mm-hmm. that's what it takes. Not just Black history, mo- like I say, multicultural mm-hmm. history. Like we need to learn all different types of of history, and and you know, sit down at, and eat different types of food, and yeah, yeah I, I just think that's where it should start. Because um, isn't it was it what state was it Florida that tried to get rid of a lot of those textbooks that got a lot of multicultural history and or something like that. They get rid of a lot of. They got rid of a lot of curriculum that that has a lot of. Um, what's the actual phrase for the curriculum that, that that a lot of that America doesn't like? It's or a lot of people in D.C. doesn't like. I think it's called. Oh, I forget what it's called. It'll come to me in a second, though. But um, but yeah, I think I think we start education. Start with education for mm-hmm. sure. Um, representation and a lot of different aspects like. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have, I think, it'd be helpful to have a lot of black people in, in, in law enforcement. Um, yeah, we do put a lot of money in law enforcement. So, yeah, maybe take away that a little bit and put it more towards social services and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's a whole different branch of conversation, I should say. But, mm-hmm. um, of course, you know, if if somebody shoots somebody, of course, you want to call the police to, to come help out, yeah. right? We want that side. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if something is happening where you don't need the police, I mean, you can have a social worker come out who is trained in helping folks in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put money towards that. Um, but I think education, number one, is is the way to, to go about it. If you really want to make a change in the long run, I think, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's this younger generation that are growing up right now that I think can, can start to make a real big change. Oh, yeah. So I, I also like the little things that people have like the young folks have done with like TikTok, for example. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen, and I, I don't know what your political background is. I apologize, but one of the Trump rallies, they had um, what they were TikTok people were people on TikTok. They encouraged people to buy tickets, even though they're not going. So they bought like thousands of tickets, and then nobody was there. Basically, uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, social media. I mean, you can use it for good too, right. which yeah, I yeah, think yeah, is yeah. great. Um, you can yeah. educate people on mm-hmm. current events, and I mean, that's how we get a lot of our current events now. Mm-hmm. I mean, going on mm-hmm. TikTok or Instagram or Facebook yeah. or something. So, yeah, using your your social media platforms for good, and mm-hmm. I just think the big thing is is educating people. Yeah. Read James Baldwin and read different, you know, textbooks and 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 there's some great authors out there that have wrote a lot of good stuff about you know uh the history of our country and and mm-hmm. things that we should do to move forward and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel it. Okay, do you have any questions? <laughs> um I was just kinda like reminiscing, man. It's like um I was about to say something. Oh, some movie though. 
I think there's um I don't think there's enough representation mm-hmm. of people in co- of people of color in office. Yeah. You know, I think that's like uh, me and my wife are talking about it. It's like how is it that um all the representatives are supposed to represent us, but honestly, a lot of it I just see, you know, white men. Mm-hmm. Not even women, you know, that's a whole yeah, other thing. Exactly. But also like not enough people of color are in there. So it's it's difficult to make legislation up for the people you're representing when you don't look like them. Because I was gonna I, like like let's say I were to make a law, right? And it's about my community. Mm-hmm. But like I would sometimes I because of my upbringing, because of my you know cultural background and religion, I'm gonna be biased, right? Yeah. Even even though you may not try to, it's kind of like a thing that's ingrained into your you know your brain. It's like oh like I want to do this for my you know for my community and for mm-hmm. the people. Um, but the thing is like if you're not being represented by your representatives and Congress and you know people that show yeah that's supposed to like show up for you, it's kind of difficult when it's just like hey like these um, white dudes know how these issues 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 feel like mm-hmm. when you know they've never you know come across it yeah and i'm not just i'm not saying that um that because you're white you are off the hook but i'm saying that i'm saying that um hardships see no color mm-hmm. but it's also like think the us has created a situation when some of these hardships that we can control do see color, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a little bit of systemic racism that mm-hmm. might not necessarily say or um, say like, hey, like you know, because you're this color, we're gonna make a law against you. And I've um, I've noticed that they do it kind of very subtle. Yeah, they do it in like in a way where it's like you won't notice it. Until like you see like the the behaviors that people have, mm-hmm. and then they would like to target those behaviors, and then that's how you pretty much get like the the, the end of the stick, mm. which is difficult. And it's like I don't know, man. It's like it's a difficult topic to talk about because yeah, a lot of people are not gonna agree with you mm-hmm. a lot, and it's gonna be like an issue that you're gonna pretty much like fight to the death, and you know whatever but it's like i think as long as we all are able to sit down and talk about it you know and sometimes put like our emotions to the side and our egos yeah it's easier Mm -hmm. you know and it's like at the end of the conversation you still might not get to a point but i think it takes time Mm -hmm. it takes time man it's like i've 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 um know people very close to me that um like right when i met them they were very against um, certain laws that, that were um, per- pertained, you know, me yeah. specifically, like, and people like me. And then after meeting me for years, they're like, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand why that law is important and I understand where you stand. And and they're like, yeah, like, if, if you need help, like, let me know and I'll be there right next to your side. 
So I think people are willing to change, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it just takes time, dude. Yes. Mm-hmm. It takes time and it takes a fat man. And sometimes it's just because people have an ego. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has an ego. I have an ego too. <laughs> and for people, yeah. somebody to tell you, hey, you're wrong, you've been wrong in your ways. Yeah. You don't like to hear that. Mm-mm. But sometimes it kind of takes that, you know, so you can realize and open your eyes a little bit that, dude, we're all human. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want love. We all want good friends, and we all want to be safe and live in a peaceful world. So why don't you just put your ego to the side and let's mm-hmm. have a barbecue? America's a trip. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Our people be wilding in this country. <laughs> I mean, every part of this country is just kind of interesting. School, the workforce. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to work eight to five every single day. Yeah, Work, 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 work. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> right. Yeah. And my dad has a friend who wrote a book called The Five Hour Work Day. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But your, your, dad, <laughs> your dad's friend wrote that? The Five Hour Work Day. Yeah. yeah. Stefan Arstall. He was on Shark Tank, partners with Mark Cuban. Ooh. And, um, wait, is, are you talking about the four hour work day? He, he wrote a book called The Five Hour Work Day, eight to one, no breaks, and you're done for the rest of the day. That was kind of his theory. I didn't read okay. it, but I kind of like the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> damn. yeah. Damn. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. I want to read it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've seen so many like um, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. people like share that book. I always wanted to read it, but I never got around. I think, I don't know if it's, he wrote a book about it, but I wonder if there's something else. Because I don't think it's that famous, but I, I wonder if there's like a, another I know a lot of people try to implement that into their yeah. businesses and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, all in all, it's it is it is touchy something though. Black Lives Matter, going back mm-hmm. to that, um, but oh well, <laughs> it yeah. needs to happen, and you know, tough love mm-hmm. to all the people that are not black. <laughs> you need to learn. I mean, this is and this is I think you know what all means necessary. I mean, we got to get the point across in in some way. So, questions mm-hmm. for you all. Are you ever like curious about like what like Hispanic people go through or anything like that? It's very interesting because yeah. I don't, I don't know. Ob- obviously, there's a lot of Hispanic people up here in Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is something I could say though too. Whatcom County, Bellingham is one of the most diverse places I've ever lived in my entire life, mm-hmm. and that's really? something crazy to say because a lot of people are like, "What." not diverse in my opinion it is because in the south it was predominantly black where i grew up and you were black or you were white and then everybody was christian and then i moved here and i had a lot of hispanic friends and i met a lot of people that didn't believe in god that believed in god that were from different backgrounds and it was kind of interesting so that's why i go back that's why i think educating on this multiculturalism altogether is i think it's very important also important for the black community that i think everybody needs to be you know exposed to a lot of different things um and that's the reason why i just have never known a lot about hispanic culture um obviously now i've been exposed to a lot of it just living up here in the last couple years but before this i had no idea what people you know hispanic folks went through or what they went through at the border or Mm. or you know how you know you know i know that i knew that a lot of people in america liked to basically make fun of their culture i think by Mm -hmm. you know the food and and i think they not make fun of the culture but miss what's the word i'm looking for 
it's like in the black culture when a lot of white folks will wear dreads. What do you call that? Misappropriate their culture? Uh, I'm bad with words. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen that. I saw that a lot when I first moved yeah. here. So, okay. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo being one of them. <laughs> that's not really the holiday. I didn't know no, that. Like not. growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, Cinco de Mayo. That's what <laughs> from Mexico was celebrating. And I moved here and I was like, oh, that's actually not that good. <laughs> not good at all. You know, yeah. same with 4th of July, of course. But, yeah. um, yeah, so that's kind of one of the things that I saw that was very interesting. Um, but this should show you right now that I don't really know a lot about Hispanic culture. Yeah. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Big problem. It's also a problem that, I mean, it's a big problem that I can barely even speak the language because I just was never exposed to it until I had yeah. to take the, um, the, the credit for it when I got to high school to mm-hmm. graduate. So, yeah, we got to... And then you go to Europe and like what? It's common to be, you know, speaking multiple languages oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and be fluent in Spanish and English mm-hmm. and whatever, Portuguese. And, right. and that's very, that's like a non, I think it's an American thing that we only speak one language, which is crazy. Like what? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the rest of the world's out there. So yeah, it goes back to being, you know, the multicultural curriculum i think it needs to be a lot of that needs to be starts when we're young Mm -hmm. i might be too late for a lot of it's never too late but but it's gonna be harder it's gonna be harder i think because a lot of people our age have a stubborn mind or whatever or older Mm -hmm. and i already learned that but if you start them when they're young i think it's that's super important. Yeah, it's easier. I have Does like, that kind of make sense there a little bit? Yeah, yeah I get yeah, what you're saying, about. Sometimes I'll start yeah. going and I'm like, no, what I... the hell am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're good. Yeah, so, right. right. <laughs> it's like, we. I mean, we can't really blame you, dude. It's like, you yeah. know, if you're not around Hispanic people, it's kind of hard to learn about them. Mm-hmm. Especially like when all you hear is in the news, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like, uh, uh, that was like a wake up call for me uh, for a second. It's like when, when all you... All your information is from the news about other people. It's so different than when you sit down and have a conversation with them. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've... <laughs> there's, like, been times, like, the news paint a picture, right? And then when you sit down with somebody and talk about, like, certain issues, you're like, oh, damn, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I, I personally believe before... You make a judgment about somebody, anybody, you should sit down and have a conversation with them. Yeah. And then from there you can go. Yeah. Because you just, just I, I listened to the Martin Luther King speech yesterday in preparation for this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he said one of the you know, most famous lines was, don't judge me by the color of my skin, mm-hmm. by the co- but by the content of my character. Okay. <laughs> and I was, and throughout the whole speech, it was a very like motivating, and he never really had hate in it. He he never wanted to be like, "Hey, you did this to me. I'm gonna do this to you." He mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, let's let's pretty much like move forward, and let's all be together." Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things that we can do. It's like, yeah, maybe like learn from the past, you know, because we're going into this future where. It shouldn't be exclusive. Mm-hmm. It should be inclusive, like in- include everybody. And I think it's like where we've come to a point um, almost where it's like um, people just because of your skin color, they'll be like, oh, well, you're white. You've had it easy. 
was like, dude, like, you don't, you don't, you can't say that because the thing is, like, also, like, they might have had, like, the worst year of their life and yeah. you're kind of, like, blowing them off because they're white. It's like, mm-hmm. dog, like, you're doing the thing that you're preaching about. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I did that one time. I did that one time where I was, like, um, I was, um, I was talking to this guy and he was telling me, it was like, oh, it was like, well, growing up, it was so hard. And he was a white guy. And then, um, and he was like, yeah, you guys have it so easy right now. And I was like, I caught myself and I was like, are you serious, dude? It's like, you're white. Like, you have it easy. Like, mm-hmm. and then I was on Mod and I was talking about this specific, Mod. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> specific topic. We worked at Mod together, everybody out there. <laughs> to let the audience know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one, of, one of the coworkers caught me. He was like, hey, like, dude, like, do you remember Martin Luther King's speech? He's like, yeah. It's like, what well, was one, like, the most, you know, uh, famous lines and it was that one the don't judge me by the color of my skin but mm-hmm. by the content of my character and he was like dude you're doing the exact same thing he was like this is a white dude mm-hmm. doesn't mean just because he was white he had an easy life and I was like damn I was discriminating I was mm-hmm. you know pointing that finger yeah and I was like oh well I'm, I'm a person of color I have it harder than you it's like dude like we're, we shouldn't move about that. Like, we shouldn't move about that way. It's like, if you hit me, I should hit you back. It's like, no, nah. I was like, let's turn another cheek and, you know, learn from it. It's like, it, he he really humbled me. Mm-hmm. He really humbled me. He put me in my place. And I was like, I'm always thankful. And I'm always I'm still friends um, with him to this day. And it's, I was like, damn, I had an ego. And I was like, I yeah. gotta let that shit go. Yeah. I also think though too, and 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 going back to school, and the, you know, I think America also likes to paint Black history in a happy, not not happy way, but how do I put this? You know, there was slavery, and then Martin Luther King came and saved the day, and then boom, everyone's mm. free now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right? I mean, come on, yeah. right? And and I think we need to go. Yes, we need to learn about Martin Luther King. That's that's great. But we also need to know the story about Emmett Till, right? We need to know, um, you know, James Baldwin. We need to know all these different uh, historical figures other than Martin Luther King, too. And if you're going to talk about Martin Luther King, go in deep with with his philosophy and what Mm -hmm. he was thinking. And, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. yeah, really, really talk about, you know, black history and not just a surface level of, you know, we sang We Shall Overcome and then everybody sing kumbaya and we call it a day no yeah. that's not that's not how it went yeah. um it went way into the 70s and the 80s you know and yeah all through the reagan years and it was just it's been an ongoing struggle for sure do you so, remember when he was assassinated like what year it was yeah 1968 april 4th 1968 i got i got a weird mind for dates <laughs> <laughs> isn't it crazy that that wasn't that long it ago. It wasn't that long ago, yeah. How we also need to realize that I think they should also show more color pictures from the sixties and the, the all those marches because that color? That color picture? Oh yeah, hundred percent. My point exactly. Because really? then it shows if you have a, a book full of color pictures, it shows exactly that it was not that long ago, which you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a crazy world we live in. That but was what, fifty four years ago? Yeah, that's crazy. That wasn't that long yeah, ago. Yeah, that wasn't that long Ruby ago. Ruby Bridges 
Eden has another story about Ruby Bridges. She was the it was at Little Rock, Arkansas, and she was the first black girl to go into the school at in Little Rock. But anyway, it was a big thing, and they had protests, and it was it was crazy. And they wanted to not let this little black girl go into the mm-hmm. school. And um, Ruby Bridges is only like in her mid sixties or something like that. Not even that. I want to say so. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren's parents were in middle school mm-hmm. when they desegregated schools. Mm-hmm. And middle school. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they were in middle school. And mm-hmm. when they desegregated schools, that's yeah. insane. It's like, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Just like, which dude, is also why I don't see it sometime in the future. I mean, I, I one day, but you know. Yeah, no, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. It's, it's just. But I kind of like the progression that we've had. Mm -hmm. But I think there could be more. You know, it could be doing better. Yeah. But I think, you know, it it, it takes time. It's going to take time. It's an issue. It's going to take time. It does. Yeah, man. Um, Have anything anything else, Rigo? No. no. Do you have anything else or anything else for us? I think what you're doing here is good, boys. <laughs> Having these conversations with amigos, that's great. That's great. Talking about life. I, I, I kind of listen to bits and pieces of a lot of different ones with mm. Matt Hillis and Landon hey. and Yukata. <laughs> and you talk about <laughs> jumping out planes and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's great. It's good to have. It's also good to have hard conversations, too. I don't mm-hmm. think I've actually sat down, to be honest with you, and actually had a meaningful conversation about Black Lives Matter, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's always good to to have these that's also a way to mm-hmm. you know uh kind of move this forward too is having those difficult conversations mm-hmm. you know how they say never but bring up politics and religion at the dinner table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a lot of bs i think yeah. it's exactly bring up politics and religion mm-hmm. and justice issues at the dinner table because that's where it starts mm-hmm. that is where it starts yeah for real man thank you oh well well, talking about that, we, yes, we like to have like those like serious like t- conversation mm-hmm. and like you know something because like each guest always brings something mm-hmm. and we always learn from yeah know, them and story especially especially with stories man it's crazy yeah and but we also like to have like those fun like lighthearted conversations oh yeah but I think it's like this this one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this mm-hmm. was when I first started it was that um. I want my family, my kids to be able to hear me, but mm-hmm. also hear the people that I knew. Yeah. The, the friendships that I made and the times that we lived in and like go back and listen to us like damn, it's like like this will never die. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. will go and live I hope I said something that was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> this will live longer than we will, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's some there's a lot of beauty in that, you yeah, know? It's it like is. maybe the stuff that we're saying now will change in the future. Uh-huh. You know, for the better. Yeah. For the better and um it's just it's just a blessing to be able to have you guys here. You Nate, thank you for being here. You Rigo Man, I like, I, like you're like, I want to give you your flowers. Oh Lord! Before before you go, because <laughs> I don't know when's the last next time or the last time I'm gonna see you. Yeah. So when I I'm gonna get this chance now. Knock on wood. <laughs> I want to say, man, it's like knowing you. It's like you're one of the few people that I've ever met in my life 
when you walk into a room and you just light everybody up hey. in a good way in a good way yeah. and it's like yeah. you just have this charisma this personality this character which i admire a lot mm-hmm. and like it's like there's not a lot of people like you man yeah mm-hmm. honestly you're, you're like very easy going like i remember when you were like teaching everyone how to dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly one year ago <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 really cool like yeah. you know to know people like you yeah, you know it's like it, to sit down and um have these talks and you know to experience life and you know have you along for the ride which is really yeah. cool man i really appreciate and you rigo I want to say something about you, too, because I don't know when's the next time, man. <laughs> it's like, Rigo's also like, dude, I've known Rigo since, like, kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, kindergarten. Yeah, like, we go back. Yeah. yeah. We play soccer. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot of a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've done a lot, some bad things. But, uh, <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've, <laughs> we've grown, and, you know, it's like yeah. we're now in this different stage in our life, and it's really cool to have you and Jess, you know, next to me and Lauren, and as a real cool things like to have like another couple that are going through the same situations and everything, and just to have you guys in our lives as as a huge blessing, and also to have you here on this podcast, dude. Like each time that you come on, you have something, and it's just it's just really cool. Like because when I started this, I was like, damn, I need a co-host because it's too much, mm-hmm. and I was like, like in the future, I had like. I had like this, like almost like epiphany or vision. I was like, "Oh my god, what if we have like live show or something?" Right? Yeah. Like, who do I want next to me? And I was like, "Do each time I saw that person, it was you." Yeah. So, man, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for being here. Um, I really appreciate the time. I appreciate you know absolutely being here, man. And if you like, once we actually have cameras and everything set up to get on youtube we would love to have you back absolutely and yeah. uh, but also though keep doing the podcast because that seems to be on the rise right now yeah, I mean, I, even yeah. today i was like i wonder what's going like brock obama's got a podcast with oh, like yeah, bruce yeah. springsteen and yeah. i don't know there's just ricky smiley steve harvey and there's something cool about riding in a car listening mm-hmm. at the same time so mm-hmm. i think that's really cool. youtube is great too but yeah, yeah. keep going these podcasts yeah. i think that's that's pretty special too thank you man mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah um this is another episode that starts with amigos Thank you all for listening. I'm Victor. I'm Rio. And we'll see you next time. See ya. (laughs) Come on.